Before we dive into today's episode, I want to ask you a few questions. I want to know, are you on a mission to grow your business so that you can step into the CEO role in your business? Or maybe you've successfully launched your course a few times, but your income's starting to plateau a little bit. Or perhaps you know you need to create partnerships and an affiliate program, but you're just not quite sure where to start. Or perhaps you've created an affiliate program already, but it's just not generating the momentum that you've hoped. Well, you are in luck if any of those spoke to you because I am doing a free uh, webinar and it's going to cover all of this awesome stuff on how to create an affiliate program. So we're going to talk about how you can find those really influential affiliates. I'm going to give you some tips on how to go about doing that. I'm also going to talk about how you can put systems in place to recruit and engage those affiliates. And then second, we're going to talk about how you can support your affiliates. Um, Having affiliates is great, but how can you make it super easy for them to talk about you and promote your course? And then finally, we're going to talk about you know, how you can have a record-breaking launch with a team of influential affiliates, including things like how to set up a Facebook group and provide incentives to really entice people into promoting your course. So if this this sounds awesome, then come and join me for the training session. If you go to rachelowen.com slash webinar, you can sign up and save your seat now. Okay, let's get into today's episode. It's about putting yourself in the shoes of your partners and your affiliates and asking yourself like, how can we make it easier for them to be able to promote and share what it is that we do? You're listening to the Collaboration Over Competition podcast. Okay, let's dive into my episode with my mentor and friend, Stu McLaren. So hi, everybody. And today I have membership expert, Stu McLaren, and we're going to talk about how he uses affiliates and builds relationship in his business. But obviously with the current climate, we're always going to also going to be talking a little bit about uncertain times and how memberships are more important than ever in these uncertain times to give your business that stability and peace of mind. So Stu, I want you to, um, so when we were at Tribe in Canada, you did that excellent like presentation of your journey along the way. And uh, one of the questions actually was like, how do you deal with um, uncertain times in your business? And I'm guessing you went through the kind of credit crisis and you've seen all kinds of changes throughout those times. So maybe if you could just tell us a little bit about your journey and the experiences that you've had along the way. Yes, for sure. Well, listen, um, there will always be ups and downs in the market, in the world that will affect uh, businesses at different points. And I think one of the most important things for us as entrepreneurs is that we want to safeguard ourselves as much as possible. And so one of the best ways to safeguard ourselves is with recurring revenue. And listen, uh, I'm not just saying this because I'm the membership guy and I'm the subscription guy. It is something that I have seen. I live, eat, and breathe this stuff. In fact, this morning, I got a message from Casey Hope. And Casey is somebody who has uh, recently launched a membership. This was just she said, I am so thankful 
for having a membership today more than ever. She said, we just had to close our studio, her brick and mortar art studio. They had to close it for three weeks. And she said, but I'm not fearful. She said, I'm still able to pay our employees. I'm still able to pay myself uh, because of the recurring revenue coming from the membership. And so I just think today more than ever, we all need recurring revenue in our business. It provides stability through the ups, the downs, and everything in between. And the thing is, is that when it creates that stability, you don't operate from a place of fear. You operate from a place of confidence. You operate from a place of knowing that income's gonna be coming in and you can continue to move forward. Unlike businesses who don't have recurring revenue, who, you know, uh, an up or a down in the market or something could happen and next thing you know, it's panic mode. And decision creates all kinds of poor decision making that uh, does not lead to a growing business long term. So I'm fired up about this more than ever today because um, I see it happening in, in uh, people. Those who have recurring revenue are not operating from the place of fear. They're operating from a place of strength and stability and they're able to continue to move forward. And that's why I'm passionate about this. That's what I want all entrepreneurs to experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen people post in the membership group and in other places, you know, maybe they've got like fitness studios, you know, I've got a fitness client who's asked me to help them set up an online platform, you know, documents, people can do workouts from home. It's making people be a bit more creative, you know, maybe it's something they've been had on the back burner for ages and they're thinking, oh no, like, how do I kind of transition this onto somewhere you know, elderly people are at home, people are self-isolating. How can we help support them, you know, in a way that also gives us that stability? Because I know for sure, if anything happens, like if my child has to be off school, all that kind of stuff, my membership is the thing. Like nobody's left my membership, nothing's happened. If anything, people are supporting each other more and that membership's the thing that's bringing people together in their business, so. Yeah, and you know, when you talk about uh, isolation, it gives us more time. It gives us more time to pursue things that we probably never would otherwise have the time to pursue. Like I know, I know of subscriptions and memberships that are actually increasing right now. They're seeing memberships drive higher and higher because people are like, well, what do I do with myself? You know? And so they're exploring art, they're exploring lettering, they're exploring these things that they were passionate about, but just have never had the time. And you know, it was interesting too, my wife and I, we belong to another subscription. And um, when we travel, we pause it because it's a uh, subscription where they deliver um, organic fruitables every single And so we pause it because otherwise we'd have like all these boxes of fruits and veggies like piling up on our door and rotting. So we, we literally just got back from a trip and my wife on the way home called and they said, I, we're so sorry, like we can't get your uh, subscription started this week because we've been inundated. They have, their subscription is flourishing because yeah. why? Because people are exploring like more creative ways to have you know stuff sent to them and this company is like perfectly positioned for that. So yes, there are certain types of businesses that are going to struggle when we experience different fluctuations in the market and things happening in the world. But there are also the opposite. There are also opportunities for entrepreneurs to flourish and we're seeing that as well. And so I'm passionate about this for a whole multitude of different reasons, but I have seen it in different you know, decades. I've been doing this for a long 
long time. I was a company that was serving membership site owners in 2008 when the crash happened then. We've got a training and software company now that continues to serve entrepreneurs uh, in this fluctuation. And I'm telling you that there will always be businesses that will grow stronger and rise through this. It's a lot about how to, you know, um, wrap your head around it and have a different perspective, but also coming from a place where you have recurring revenue, you can make decisions that you can't make when you're in fear and panic. And that's what happens when you rely on one-time purchases. Absolutely. Like before I started my membership, I was doing client services and I was doing courses and that was great, but it was that like, like panic mode and then when you panic you're desperate and you take on clients that are not right for you you take on projects that aren't a good fit whereas having my membership means that I can be more picky and choosy and I can take on projects that are really aligned with my values amen sister with, right so yeah so I think we should use this as a time to upskill you know if we're going to be at home do podcast interviews with people you know connect with each other you know, how can we like better build this, you know, this podcast collaboration over competition, right? How can we work together? How can we collaborate? Like, how can we help support each other? Whether that's setting up a membership, setting up a community group, you know, all this kind of stuff is like a great time to just reflect, isn't it? And like you say, hobby memberships, you know, people are at home, like having audio books for people to listen to, podcasts for people to listen to. It's just yeah, it's almost like, like it's, I don't know. It's just like it, it's a strange it, time, isn't it? It, it is. It is so strange and so, but yet so fascinating and interesting. Like a, a case in point, anybody who's got a membership site that uh, serves parents to help their kids with like oh schoolwork or well. art projects or craft projects or stuff like that. I mean, this is my. We said we just got back from a trip, and we crossed the border. And uh, the border guard, you know, is checking our passports and everything. And then he gives us like, uh, asks us a whole bunch of questions to make sure, you know, uh, about the coronavirus. And then, uh, and then says, you know, that you uh, need to be self quarantined for uh, 14 days. And we said, yeah, he said, so you have to stay home. We're like, got it. And uh, as he's saying that, I'm thinking to myself, I, I am so looking forward to this. Like, I, I don't need to be anywhere. There's no pressure to do anything. I'm going to be creating podcasts like crazy and I'm going to be creating content, serving people. Yeah. And this to me is like, it's just, an, it's an awesome opportunity. And uh, if we think of it in that way, you know, and yes, it is different. Yes, it is uh, unorthodox. We're not used to this. And, and then it feels in the beginning a little awkward, but I think if we settle into it, we can start to see there's a real opportunity here for change, uh, change in our own business, in our own lives, a way to go. Yeah. Oh no, it cut out for a second. It's fine now though. Um, yeah. And I think as those online business owners, entrepreneurs, membership owners is that we have the skills to help other people. And we're in such a privileged position that nothing really much changes for us, you know? And I think that's really great that we can pass that knowledge on to people. Um, yeah, totally. Totally. It's just, uh, you know, uh, life is uh, continuing on, you know, and, and um, I think it just gives us more time to, to really focus on who we serve and how we can help. Yeah. And as I was just really grateful that because I do work from home and I'm fit and I'm healthy, then I can actually go and help more vulnerable people in the community, like buy them food or, you know, just check in on them. And if I was working a nine to five or something, then I wouldn't have the flexibility to do that. So win-win. <laughs> totally. totally.
yeah so i know there's so um, ways to look at this yeah i think um i've i just put, did a post actually how i found on instagram seems to be really positive and uplifting and it may just be the people that i follow but facebook seems to be more like people moaning and scared and fear and it's interesting how this is all playing out right how the different countries are responding how people are reacting to it all so yeah, I and think I think it, I think we've all got to do our part, you know. Like, uh, yes, it is a little bit different. Yes, it is a little bit strange, you know. And 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 as I said, we came back across the border last night, and then uh, this morning, my wife and I were having, uh, you know, uh, she was having her tea, and I was, we were chatting. And first thing she said was just like, "Okay, so what's the plan for today? Like, how are we gonna tackle this uh, with the kids?" And I was, and so you know, we basically broke it up like uh, she's gonna take the kids uh, for the first three hours and I'll take the kids for the next three hours but during that like I said to you like I'm like okay well what am I gonna do with the kids so now yes. I'm looking it's like new like so for serving kids like parents with kids and all that kind of stuff like it's a great opportunity and I think again it's just a it's all about perspective right now yeah absolutely so we said we weren't gonna talk about it for too long but it's very pertinent at the moment isn't it so I just wanted to talk to you a bit. Obviously, the podcast is all about how we can work together and collaborate. So I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your affiliate program. And obviously, you were an affiliate manager before. So your experiences yeah. of how to kind of build those relationships with people and grow and develop that. And what someone who's just starting out with an affiliate program, what's the first steps you, you would give them as advice to do? Wow. Okay. Well, first things first, you know, when you're looking for... Uh, affiliates and JVs and collaborations, we've got to realize like this is the long game. So, you know, I'm looking at relationships way, way, way in advance of ever skipping with it. And so I think first things first, like when you're just starting out, I would just take the time to really identify the kind of people you want to work with and the kind of relationships you want to build. That's first things first is to is to identify those people. And and this list is always changing and evolving. Like I I'm always updating my list. I'm always looking to to create new relationships. Not like where it's okay, I've got a launch coming up so okay, I want to, you know, connect with these people and ask them to promote. No, 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 no. Like first is just like identify who they are and build the relationship. You know what I mean? Does that make sense, Rachel? Yeah. Okay, um, so funny that's first things first. Just one second. So in my group which is called the digital marketing tribe before i even knew about tribe um mm -hmm. someone posted this morning okay i'm going to launch my course next week i need to find affiliates how do i find them can i get a va to do the sales calls i was like whoa 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 like relationships you need to build those relationships first and have people who have already been through your course they're probably the best people to be your affiliates right totally and that's that's exactly where uh, i was going next because like so there's different types of people that we want to identify first i always love to make a list of people that i want to work with somewhere down the road or that i am inspired by or i want to build a relationship with and this as i said this list is evolving all the time then when it comes to like uh, identifying jv partners and relations you hit the nail on the head your best people best people are people who have already benefited from what it is that you offer. And I can tell you that we have real world stats to back this up. Like, so in our signature program tribe, our, uh, in the last two years, uh, five of our top 10 and six of our top 10, and in the year before that, eight of our top 10 partners were past 
client. Like, and, and so you have to ask why, like how are these people able to do so well with their promotions? It's because they have a great story to share. And when they've got a great story based on getting results, it naturally attracts people to their offer. I can tell you the same thing with our software. We have one uh, JV partner. She sent out two emails. She doesn't have a gigantic audience and a gigantic list. I want to preface this. She doesn't have a gigantic audience and a gigantic list, but she is an avid user of our software. And what she did was she showed people how to use searchy.io, our software. And as a result of it, like her demonstrating it, people are like, oh my gosh, like I could see how I could use that in my business. And she generated a ton of affiliate commissions, recurring commissions by showing people how they're using it. So I think more than anything, you hit the nail on the head. Our biggest treasure trove of runners are our existing customers. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the people that promote my membership because they have the story to tell and they're passionate about it. And I also um, promote some of my members to be ambassadors. So then they get the membership for free, but they're in there like engaging, encouraging, because when you just start out with your membership, being the only person that's like running a Facebook group when it's just small is hard work. So as soon as you can, if you can kind of promote those people who are talking about it, who are engaging in the group already, you know, it makes them feel like, yeah, I'm like important in the group and, you know, adds that sense of like a collaboration together in the group. Yeah. And I think it's just about like putting yourself in their shoes. Like what can you do to help them? Like I'm so grateful because as we have grown, uh, we have grown our team, which has given me more capacity. And um, essentially what's happened um, uh, a lot of my time doing a whole bunch of things leading up to launch to doing fewer and fewer things. And one of the fewer things that I spend my time on is nurturing relationships and making myself available to help our affiliate partners and our JV partners and helping them create marketing materials and, and collateral and content that can serve their audience. And at the same time, serve them and us for an upcoming promotion. So I just think that like, it's about putting yourself in the shoes of your partners and your affiliates and asking yourself like, how can we make it easier for them to be able to promote and share what it is that we do? And when you do that and you come from that place of service, it's inevitable that your JV partners and your affiliates are going to show up because you're doing the thinking for them, you're making it easy, you're being of service, and if they, as you said, if they got a great story to tell because they're a customer or client, it's like, so it's the long game. We wanna continue to look for relationships that we wanna build. We wanna build them and nurture them way in advance of any ask, and then likewise, look at this treasure trove of relationships that are sitting right there, which are your existing customers, and ask yourself, how could we nurture those relationships? How could we support those people? How could we make it easier for them to be able to spread the word? Absolutely. And as Amy Porterfield said at your event, it's what you do in between your launches, not just in your launches that matters. Like if you don't speak to affiliates all year, then you're like, yay, we're going. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's also, exactly it. Yeah. It's like you wouldn't, it's kind of like dating, isn't it? You don't go like, see you next year. And then you walk in and you're yeah. like, want a drink? Well, well, let me tell you, let me tell you a story of, uh, of, which is a perfect example of what not to do. So, uh, earlier this year, I got a message from somebody that 
I've been 15 plus years. And um, he's got a very successful business and I haven't talked to him for probably five years, okay? Um, and anyway, messages me out of the blue. And he says, uh, so I heard you had a, a great launch of, of Tribe uh, last year. And I, and I said, yeah, thanks, man. He's like, great, that's awesome. So I've got this new thing coming up and was uh, thinking that you would be a great partner for it. And I was like, hold up, dude. I'm like, <laughs> you haven't talked to me in five years. And the only reason you're reaching out is because you heard that we had a great launch. And all you're thinking about is, oh, great launch equals dollar signs for me. Um, and, 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 uh, I said, I'm sorry, dude. I'm like, I, I I'm not interested. I'm like, it just doesn't work that way. No. Yeah. And it's exactly like what you were just talking about. There, Rachel. It's just like, I don't talk to him for five years and all of a sudden the he's in the audience, he's just like all in to try to make it happen. And I'm just like, uh, uh, doesn't work like that. And so, um, whereas I want to contrast another relationship. You mentioned my uh, good friend, Amy Porterfield. I've been friends with Amy since, uh, oh, sorry, dog's going crazy. I've been friends with Amy for probably, yeah, exactly. Uh, for probably nearly 10 years and like really good friends. Like we're in a, a, a small mastermind together. Uh, my daughter like considers her like her godmother, you know, like we, we, uh, really, really good friends, but she's never promoted any of our stuff ever until last year. And that was the first time. And so like, I, that was a long relationship that has, you know, we've, we've been really good friends and it's been, it's taken a, you know, a long time, but it's only then when uh, I felt it was right to ask. Um, and she said, yes. And she was all in. And she was here. I say that again, a lot of times people just jump the gun on the relationships. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying, be patient, take your time, yeah. play the long game in the relationships and it'll pay dividends many times they're over yeah because you not only have to think how does this relationship benefit me but how does it fit into their business model is that yes. right for them you know do things overlap too much or you know how is it like a mutual thing you just promote each other perfect well and rachel you hit on something that i think is so important and it's a uh, i want to highlight it um because i want people to be aware of it you said thinking about how what you have to promote fits with their business and their audience. Mm -hmm. So like making those connections for people, it's like, look, you know, in the case of uh, Amy, for example, her audience are course creators. Well, a course and a membership go together like peanut butter and jelly. Like they, uh, one is just the other. And, um, and then helping them think through that in terms of the business model and where it's going to fit is so important because then, you're doing the thinking for them. You're doing the heavy lifting for them. You're not hoping that they're going to make those, uh, connect those dots. You're not hoping that they're going to come to that conclusion. You're walking them through that and you're doing that heavy lifting for them. When you do that, the yeses come a heck of a lot easier. Yeah, it's just a no brainer. And I want to say I've worked an, as a partner, as a marketing partner for people like Microsoft, for like IBM, Casio, and your affiliate program, how you set it up, and the things that you, resources you provide for people are just like, perfect. Not too much, not too heavy, like you have to be certified, but also yeah. like just enough that you get swipe files. And also the brand positioning and the messaging, like who is it right for? It's not right for everybody. Well, right. everyone can have a yeah. but you know, <laughs> the core, core people that it's right for. 
And I think when you make it a no-brainer, like you're saying, you have all that information. And as an affiliate, for me, I was like, yes. But there's other ones, other people's programs that I've signed up for and thought, oh, that would be a good fit. And you get into it and you're like, oh, actually, no, no, not so much. Well, and, and I think at the end of the day, like when you're a product owner, you know your product best. Uh, you know your positioning best. You know how to explain what your product does best. You know it, the objections that you're likely going to face. And so because of that, it's important to equip your JV partners and affiliates with that knowledge and that information so that they can mold the messaging to, to fit their audience. Now, it, it, you're not going to be able to have you know, exact messaging for every single person's audience, but you want to give them a jump start to be able to do as much of the heavy lifting as possible. And as you said, like tools, resources, swipe files, like uh, background, you know, case. The more you can cover that, the better. Sorry, I'm just going to close the door because the dogs go crazy. One sec. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> I saw your Instagram story with the kids like hugging the doggy when you all got back. It was so cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she. The, everyone loves the dog except except when it comes time to record interviews. She's oh. she she loves to uh, loves to bark. Normally, it's my cat. Or my little boy's actually just started school recently, so I couldn't even do these properly before without him trying to climb <laughs> on my head. That's too funny. But yeah, so. Um, I'm conscious that you're running out of time a little bit. I'll cut that bit out. But um, so there's one last question I want to ask you. Like, all this craziness aside, what this is something Gary Vee asks his guests too. Like, what are you obsessed with? Like, is there like a, not like world peace, but you know, like something specific, like a Netflix program or like a supplement or something that you're really obsessed with? Well, okay, so. Um... There's a few things. So on the health side, I am a, a little obsessed with the Peloton. Um, I, I love the Peloton and uh, it's given me as a Canadian a way to be able to, um, to, to uh, continue my fitness uh, indoors and it's super convenient. And uh, because I used to, I still do, like I still walk and run. We have a, a beautiful trail system right near our house, but in the winter time, it's all ice and snow. So uh, the Peloton has like given me a way to be able to continue my fitness and the, the way they, they gamify it and the community they built around it and the stats that they track, it's, it just lights up a competitive person like myself. So right now I'm on an 18 week streak, you know, and I'm like, you know, that's on the, on the health side, on the business side, it's interesting. Like, we are obsessed uh, as a company when it comes to helping our people get results. Mm -hmm. um, and an extension of that has now turned into like an obsession about creating a, uh, an experience that people have with their content. And so let me explain. Like um, most membership experiences are like a one size fits all experience. So meaning if your members at the beginning stages or they're more advanced, when they come into a membership site, it's essentially gonna be the same for everybody. And one of the things that we have started to see possible because of our software searchy is the way in which we can serve and deliver content that's based on what people are consuming. 
obsessing with now time and we're obsessed with it because the future we see is a future for membership sites and content creators like us whereby we can put all of our content in and the software does the heavy lifting of creating a customized experience for each of the members. So just like when you log into your Netflix account, it's gonna be looked different than when I log into mine. And it's based on our viewing habits. Or when you log into your Amazon account and I log into mine, they're gonna be completely different in terms of what they show based on our buying patterns. Well, the same is true yeah, the same is true for content. So I'm a little obsessed right now. Our team and our company's a little a little obsessed when it comes to the experience that we can create for our people with the content that we have. So on the health side, I'm obsessed with the Peloton, the experience uh, and crafting an experience. And um, those two things have me swallowed up. I think that is a key difference between a successful course membership group program is the experience. You know, it's yes. not just, here's a course, off you go. You know, it's the community. It's you doing your 10 in 10s every day. You know, it's us coming across to do a live event, wherever that is, whoever's doing it, you know, it's the experience that people have that really makes that difference. And people don't want just another course. You know, they want to have like a life-changing moment. They want to totally. have connections with people. You know, we've got enough information out there, right? What we crave, especially in times like this, is like connection, right? Absolutely. The experience, as you said, is not just modules and lessons. It's, it's the experience around that. And the experience around that is what moves people to actually implement it, actually get results, actually use it. And so, as content creators, the thing that we've got to obsess about is how do we create an experience that drives more people to actually use our content? Absolutely. And that's in my membership. I found that too, because I was creating all this content, like how to, but no one was taking any action. I was like, mm. what am I doing wrong? Like, why is it not? Why are people not doing anything? Like, and it wasn't until I realized that it was a lot of mindset. You know, you introduced coaching into the, into the course last year. And it's more about like how we can help them just take that one next step, right? Totally. That's exactly it. And that's, a, that's the obsession that we have as a company. It stems from our obsession about helping people get results. And a huge factor in that is the experience that people have. And so we obsess about it from, you know, how we structure the lessons and how we structure the coaching and the teaching. We obsess about software. Uh, the future is really, really exciting as it relates to experiences that we can create around our content. Super duper exciting. <laughs> so <laughs> on that note, I'm going to say thank you ever so much for coming and joining me today, Stu. And I hope you find lots of fun things to do in the next two weeks with your children. I will look forward to watching you on Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're, well, my daughter already wants to get into to uh, hand lettering. She's really into like calligraphy. So I can see uh, both of our skills uh, being enhanced during the next several weeks. So I'm excited to explore that with her and, and, uh, and get outside with the, you know, the weather starting to turn for the good. So get outside yeah. on that trail with the, with the dog and, and, uh, fresh and air, uh, take, exactly. Take in the fresh air. Awesome. I'll leave it there. Take care. Lovely to speak to you, Stu. Thanks, Rachel. See you soon. 
How awesome was that episode? I have to admit, before we hopped on live to do the episode, I was so shy and scared. (laughs) He is such an awesome guy and having the opportunity to interview him, to be able to share his knowledge with all of you was just the best. Okay, that's it for now. I look forward to speaking to you soon on the next episode of Collaboration Over Competition. Don't forget, if you want to come and join the training to help you set up and grow your affiliate program, and then go to rachelowen.com slash webinar, and I will see you at the training.